Weekend Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to a brand spanking new edition of The Weekend Show. I have the great pleasure of being joined by my fabulous co-host, Garrett. Say hello to the loyal listeners, Garrett. Hiddly ho, neighborino. Okay. Yep, let's just move on. Let's move on, we'll take it. We have an absolutely action-packed show lined up for you this week. We're going to kick off in just a little bit by giving you the rundown on the new season of television so far. Coming up in the middle of the show, we will have some fun stuff for you to check out on the web in Netflix. And in our big finale, we dig into the world of pop culture subcultures. Great scripting, Gar. Don't you question? You scripted most of this. I scripted the last sentence. <laughs> that, like you used cultures twice. Gar. It's, it's it's pop culture subculture. It's 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 bouncy. Bouncy. Yeah, it's, it's very Mad Men. You leave my you leave my scripting alone. You're no Don Draper. You'll never work in advertising. Before we talk TV and give you our thoughts on the new season, Gar, how was your week? I didn't do anything. I did literally nothing this week, aside from applying from jobs who haven't gotten back to me. How does the job hunt go? It is fruitless so far. If you're listening to The Weekend Show, hire me. Yeah. I will work for you. This does not yet pay the bills. But if you like want to, you know, sponsor our podcast, we'd be very happy to We will receive. read any ad. We will. We will. And like, we're going to cross a few things off the list. Donald Trump. I promote Trump. Even Trump? Okay. Even Trump. Trump has money, you see. Okay, so you, you set out that far. What about ISIS? Are we going to go... Oh, we wouldn't quite go... Te- I wouldn't quite go terrorism. No. Not quite ISIS. No. Uh, let's see now. Uh, planned Parenthood? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Someone would send me death threats either way. Westboro Baptist Church? Yes? Maybe? They got lots of money. Anyone that has money and is... Uh, it depends on the degree of moral objectionativenessness. That's a word. What did okay. you do? Um, nothing. Nothing, yeah. Well, you see, I played Zelda and, and watched some Spielberg films. That's what I did this week. I was working a, a kind of a, a block of a seven days. So my life was basically working and sleeping. Yeah. So I was up at 6am and I had a side project I was working on. Work on that. So, uh, yeah. I did yoga yesterday. For the first time in how long? Probably over a year. So. I, I hurt. I actually, like, toward the end, I had to lie on the floor for, like, five minutes while I let my heart cool down. I thought I was having a mild heart attack. So you get that thing where you feel like you're going to faint? Yeah, you get all lightheaded and you get the cold sweats. And it's yeah. just like, I've got to lie down for a while. That happened to me quite a lot when I got out of a really hot bath suddenly and it was quite cold. Uh, you'd actually, you'd, you'd actually like, it's, I don't want to put a bad picture in our listener's head, but... It basically involves me in the fetal position, naked on our bathroom floor. You just want to lie on the floor for a while until it goes away. It happened like, to me once. It's, I think it, it does happen when you kind of get out of hot temperatures into cooler temperatures. Yeah. Your body's like, what the hell is happening? Regulate. <laughs> yeah, just lie on the floor. Lie on the floor. So, Gar, um, I'm sure the, the listeners were riveted by the accounts of our week. Yeah. There was rugby this week. We're in the quarterfinals. We're in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. We had a, a magnificent performance against the French. Yeah, we're recording this on Saturday. By the time you listen to it, we've either beaten Argentina or lost Argentina, most likely. Making our huge victory against France absolutely useless. Yeah, we, we'll, I, I think we'll have beaten Argentina. Well, Paul O'Connell gone. Uh, uh, Sexton Peter- is out. Sexton was back in, but now he's, now out. he's out again. Yeah. Johnny Sexton, who pulls the string for us, strings for us but... when he's not choking. Yeah, um, Peter Romani went home with a knee problem. Keith Earls looks like he's going to be up and running, and one of our bigger players, Sean O'Brien, got banned for smacking someone right at the end of the game as well. Stupidly, yeah, he just like punched him. Yeah, um, but it could have been two weeks, so we got away with that. Um, I think we. <sighs> It just feels like we'll choke. I don't know. Yeah. It, like, I don't want to be cynical, but like there was all this talk last time. We won all our pool games just like this year. And we beat the big team. We beat Australia. And then we lost to Wales in the quarterfinal. A team that we can beat and should beat, but didn't. Wales, who just went crashing out earlier today. Yeah, they went. Well, you know, they nearly got they there. They made a game of it. They gave it everything they had. But Argentina are a bogey team for us. They've actually knocked us out of three previous World Cups. Haven't there only been like five of them? Yeah. Uh, um, 87 seven, was the first seven, one seven, seven, do the maths yeah so um, 
I'm not confident. I wouldn't say I'm overly confident, but if we can get past them and get a couple of the players that are gone back in, uh, we could make a good goal in the semi-final against likely Australia, who are playing Scotland tomorrow as well. I thought we were playing the winner of France, New Zealand. No, they're in the other half of the draw. Ah, so we, we, we could take Argentina or Australia and then inevitably lose to New Zealand in the final. Australia have been solid though. Yeah. But like, if there's any place to beat New Zealand for the first time, it's the World Cup. Yeah. This is the Irish rugby podcast now. <laughs> it's the only ty- It's the only mountain we haven't climbed. We've beaten literally every other team except New Zealand. Ain't no mountain high enough. Okay, TV gear, because your singing is... Uh, Don't funny. you question my singing. People are literally turning off in I was going right to go now. Ain't No Valley low enough and then make a, a, a Wales reference. Because they're valleys. And they like valleys. The valleys. The, the valleys. I can't do a Welsh accent. I don't, was, even, I don't even try and do a Welsh accent. That wasn't bad. Okay. So we had a TV preview a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're going to do a little bit of a, a review. Yeah. Say what we like, what we don't like. So Gar, what's up first? Well, we, we talked about a bunch of shows. So we're only going to focus on shows that A, we talked about then and B, we actually watched since then. Yeah. And uh, I have a few that I've watched that I don't think you have. But we'll start with Grandfathered. Uh, I like Grandfathered. It's affable. I like it's it's chewing gum television. Yeah, it's it's like you can kind of watch it, not have to think too hard because it follows a very specific formula. Um, John Stamos as kind of a a uh, a self centered uh, star like uh, restaurant tour. Restaurant tour, yeah. There's, uh, there's a. The profession that's not represented enough on television. Uh, just basically, if you can't remember our previous show, it, this guy is a restaurateur, uh, never had a family, and all of a sudden he learns that he has not only a son, but a granddaughter as well. Yep. Uh, the granddaughter, adorable. Yeah, and John Stamos with a baby is a winning formula. Yeah, and he he does pay off, play that play off that kind of like disdain at at the life he finds himself in quite amusingly, mm. and they do have a quite a quite a few jokes where i have laughed i have laughed quite a bit at it um in the first episode there's a, a bit where he makes fun of uh kramer versus kramer but then he ends up doing the exact same thing <laughs> which while uh kind of obvious was was like i like when jokes pay off you know they kind of set them up and knock them down that's one of my favorite kind of yeah uh you know they kind of don't just forget about it they actually kind of they kind of go ah so uh, Josh Peck uh, isn't nearly as annoying as he was in he's, Drake and Josh. He's just kind of sweet and likable in this. Yeah. Kind of innocent, uh, naive. Yeah. And Paddy Brewster is. I li- I really like Paddy Brewster. I think the the key. I think we said said this at the time. The key to this show was casting Paget Brewster. Yeah. Because uh, she's good in everything she does. She, she is. She like, was wasted in Criminal Minds for years doing the Criminal Minds thing. She was. She's eminently likable and she can do deadpan like pretty much no one else and like she just brings a lot of gravitas to a show and i think she make like a lot of people like her they follow her so uh the only weak link i would say in the show is christina milian who plays the the mother of the, the, the not so much girlfriend of josh peck's character but more friend who happened to have a child with them yeah that's, a, that, that's how that yeah that's how it's, it's set up that they, they just happen to have a kid and she she cares for the child, but she doesn't care for Josh Peck's character. Yeah. At least not um, in a loving way. She's not a very good actress. Just, just, uh, and her character is just like, I don't really know why you're here. Yeah, one dimensional. Uh, but Grandfathered, uh, maybe Chewing Gum is a bit harsh because it is... Uh, it's a good show. I it's, like it. It's warm hearted. It's enjoyable. It's got some giggles in there. Uh, I would just say, uh, my main reason for saying Chewing Gum is just like one of those ones where you can, like, you don't have to... They're not. It's not challenging as such. You can just t- turn your brain off and uh, immerse yourself in the, the in, in the funniness and yeah, and you don't have to kind of think about it. Like speaking of funniness, Muppet, uh, Ken Muppets. Yeah, the Muppets. Which time is, to play the music, Ken. Uh, it's about four episodes in now, isn't it? Yeah, all these shows are give or take four, maybe five episodes in. Um, some of the criticism leveled at the Muppets is that it's too adult and Kermit's a little mean. Yeah. Um, I think the, the Muppets have always been a bit risque. Yeah, I, I think that's a false criticism because the Muppets have always aimed slightly over the head of children. Yeah. The Muppets have never really been a children's property. Yeah. Well, in, in recent years with the two films, a little more, is, I, I would say. But um, I think one of the things I find funny is is like them in real life scenarios. It's, it's just like, it's not the Muppets playing a character. It's just like, Here's Kermit running a TV show. And worrying about his job and, yeah. and commuting and all those other things that we worry about. 
It's just kind of surreal. Bobo the Bear trying to sell uh, Girl Scout cookies. I think uh, the sleeper star of the show is Bobo the Bear. I really like Bobo. I, I, he does the kind of dry, deadpan thing. It's like, I like you, Bobo, giant bear. Uh, and he's like really polite, even though he could rip your head off. <laughs> yeah. But can he stage manager? Yeah. Can, what's his name is always supposed to be stage manager? Um, uh, Scooter. Scooter's always stage yeah. manager. But he's casting director or something in this, isn't he? Yeah. Scooter has some good one-liners, actually. He does. Uh, that's that's why I like this show because in the films it's usually Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie. Yeah. And the rest are in the background. Maybe and while, a bit, bit of Gonzo. Yeah, a bit of Gonzo. While this is very much a Kermit, Piggy, Gonzo, Fozzie kind of show, there's always the B and C thoughts given over to uh, the, the side characters. And there's not too much animal yet, which I like. I don't like animal. Yeah, and Fo- uh, Gonzo has, kinda is the guy that kind of... Uh, he's the kind of foil who kind of looks at all this with a bit of ire and a bit of... Uh, disdain mm. and Fozzie just uh, can't seem to get it right so yeah. that's his kind of Fozzie's just criminally stupid yeah so you know <laughs> that's, that's Fozzie's character he's just totally like dumb so I I I I, I like say... it I, 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 I have kind of a confirmation bias for the Muppets I, yeah. will, I will like it no matter what but I really enjoy this I have to say I do enjoy it but not as much as I thought I would but I think I'm just still getting used to the the, the change it's not a change but it's just kind of a, a different way of presenting the Muppets so um, sometimes I just I just think that it kind of goes too obvious with the. I, I think it goes a little mean spirited at times, yeah, which too, is too problem. obvious with the kind of mean spirited jokes or the kind of this kind of. Uh, it could be they they kind of they're trying to make it be satire, but it's just kind of blatant bludgeoning us with kind of. Yeah, whereas in the most recent episode, there was like a five minute karaoke sequence with Ed Helms. I really like that episode. Exactly. It's just like Muppets doing stupid things, singing songs. Yeah, where That's what the Muppets are when when the Muppets are at their best. I'm like nobody wants to see Kermit the Frog being mean or selfish. So. Yeah, because you do have to take his character somewhere. Yeah, you know he can't be the the greatest stand up guy because as a television character that doesn't really work. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they kind of need to ease off on the meanness a little. Yeah, but moving on, we'll do the, the, we'll finish the trilogy of comedies again with the Grinder. The Grinder, starring Rob Lowe. Uh, basically Chris Traeger yeah he's doing Chris Traeger have his own show yeah if you if you watch the, the pilot at the, the toward the end of the episode there is a point where he says literally and he inflects it just like Chris Traeger and I jumped out of my chair I was like ah it's Chris Traeger uh, just a quick quick recap it's basically uh, a, ho- a Hollywood actor who uh, is in a long run show about lawyers and uh, courtroom drama basically and his show ends and then he goes back home to visit his dad and his brother played by Fred Savage of the Wonder Years who in recent years have been has been more of a director so we you know which I can't understand because he's really good in this yeah he's really really good but the premise is that he decides he wants to be a lawyer using the the knowledge he's learned from the, <laughs> the grinder the considerable knowledge he's learned from his television legal drama <laughs> exactly so it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and one of the one of the one of the the things that it did in the second episode that I thought was clever was it pointed out the limitations yeah. of the the premise, but I think in doing that they're going to be able to get beyond it. I haven't seen the third episode yet, but can yeah, know? I I think they a good they do a good job of kind of like look he's totally out of his depth. Yeah. That's what the kind of second and third episodes are about. Yeah. Because in the first one, he just kind of coasts on his kind of superstardom. Yeah. Whereas in the following episodes, while he does come good in the end, it's just like, you know nothing about any of this. But my favorite part of the show is that pretty much all the characters in the show just bow to Rob Lowe's character. Yeah. Like, no matter what he says, it's like, the grinder is right. <laughs> the grinder knows all. Yeah. And then the only person who sees through it is Fred Savage, who yeah. gets driven nuts by yeah. who's, who's like, like Ben Wyatt for little Sebastian that's that's what Ben Savage is here <laughs> he just doesn't get it yeah he's just looking around wondering why everyone bows to, to everything Rob Lowe's character says so this week uh, we're five weeks into the run of the new series of Doctor Who yeah we're going to talk about pop culture subcultures later probably mention some Whovians yeah so the first uh, two stories we'll say have been two-parters so this is the first episode that's going to stand alone I like the two-parters I, 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 I know I said I kind of didn't when we did our, our recap because it yeah. tends to be uh, stretches like, a story yeah stretches a 60 minute story to 90 minutes but I, I thought these these were two very strong six or two parters 
Uh, I think, uh, and we, we question this, I think it's uh, come to be true, that uh, sometimes in a first season, you're not sure about a doctor, he's settling in, but uh, uh, Peter Capaldi has come into his own now. Yeah, because he's, he's still very cranky, Yeah, but he's kind of more kind of bubbly yeah. about it. He's kind of more energetic and lighthearted, but still kind of a curmudgeon. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon, but he he kind of he's kind of grown into his skin. He just kind of accepts it, and he's I think more he's accepted his role because like he uh, he's kind of questioning his role as the guy who kind of flies around, faffs about, sometimes ruins people's lives, still so, still ruins some people's lives, sometimes kills a bunch of people. Even even in the most recent episode where they were he was given a list of people that were going to die. Yeah, he let one of them die essentially yeah. to prove his theory. He does this quite a lot. He's always like, and uh, they they have delved into the darker uh, aspects of the Doctor before, where um, Sylvester McCoy's Doctor, the Eighth Doctor, uh, kind of went into that a little bit. He kind of started off as jovial, a bit of a clown, but then he started like becoming a cr- crazy mastermind, playing one guy off another to to get his his results. So it, it has somewhere to gone gone before. It's kind of a difficult thing because. You ha- you'd have to see that pay off by someone calling him out on it. I mean, and they kind of did in the last series where Danny's like, like, why, wh- what are you doing? You, you know, ruin people's lives. And, and then he just kind of brushed it off like, yeah, well, that's me. I'm yeah. Like, and even the, this whole season, I think you were right, is building around Clara's reliance on the Doctor. And her, it's almost like a joke to her because like she literally cannot be without the, the thrill and the adventure and the danger. Uh, she She's addicted to it. It's like she let her to basically forgot about her dead fiance yeah it, she's using it to forget about her dead fiance she doesn't want to accept that so she's just frolicking around with a madman in a box and i genuinely think it's gonna well not just because she's leaving i think it's gonna lead to a bad end for her yeah it just that's the that's what they're foreshadowing but uh this week has maisie williams in it uh uh we talked about like people like the internet exploding thing who is she who is she but the, she seems just to be a one-off character, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, the, Based on the preview, because we're recording this, I think literally Doctor Who is airing in about 10 minutes. Yeah. But uh, Maisie Williams, based on the preview, just seems to be like one of those one-and-done guest stars in and out. Yeah, they kind of made it seem bigger in the trailer, but then they've kind of revealed now that it's probably just a, a, a companion of the week as such. Yeah. Uh, but the strong start to Doctor Who, I can't see what the overall arc is yet, but there is a, a sense that... Uh, that something's going to come to a head with Clara and there was an indication of of possibly we've had Scarrow return will will uh, Gallifrey return and there is something that they have confirmed about him discovering why his face is a, is a face he's seen before so uh, like I think again as I said to you earlier I'm officially comfortable putting Peter Capaldi ahead of Matt Smith and why is that I think he's really good he brings, you see, he brings the, uh, Matt Smith was all energy, yeah, but very little substance, I think, whereas Capaldi is both energy and substance, and he's a grump, yeah, right up my street. But the thing is, he knows the gravi- gravi- uh, gravi- not, uh, gravitas, importance. Yeah, that's probably the word. Uh, uh, God, what's the word I'm thinking of? Damn it. Gravity. Gravity is probably the best word, but... Uh... Of, of what he's doing he knows that he's basically going to kill people like yeah and he just knows that he, he just kind of accepts that that's the way it is and almost like he's using clara to forget that as well yeah he's so, the doctor so he's kind of using clara to forget the fact that he's done some bad things <laughs> he's done some horrible things so he routinely like, as i said when i started watching doctor who i'm like a lot of people die in this show. Yeah. He doesn't save as many people as he probably should. And he's okay with it. He just moves on and he's like, ha ha, let's go off in the TARDIS again. Yeah. But this is, could become a Doctor Who podcast. So we'll move yeah, on. Good. There are a bunch of other shows. There is Life in Pieces, which looks like a modern family ripoff. And it kind of is. Uh, I haven't seen it. I must admit. Yeah, it's kind of a, a bland, inoffensive comedy. Some, some decent actors in there. But the, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There is Minority Report and Limitless. Which I think are the same show. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen either of these now as well. So okay, you're going to have to take the lead on this. Both are spin-offs of established properties. I don't know why anyone wanted a Minority Report spin-off. It was like a mildly successful film. Yeah, it's like one of those many good Tom Cruise sci-fi films. But no one wanted to see a TV version of it. Same with Limitless. At least Limitless has um, Bradley Cooper in it for an episode. That's true. But they're both just procedurals with smart people in the middle. That's, that's just it. It's like, here's some kind of genius for some reason. One can see the future. The other can turn on every part of his brain and they solve crime 
If you actually watch the pilots, they're remarkably similar. The thing is, they could have done something different with Limitless, but like I don't, I, and like I thought it was gonna be kind of more like the film, and then they like then I heard it was it had a police procedural. Yeah, it's element. a police procedural with a smart guy in the middle. It's no, I that's probably why I haven't watched those because I I just feel like I would have seen it before. Uh, Heroes Reborn is probably one of the bigger reboots of the season. There's a lot of characters in that show. Uh, there are a lot of because I've never watched Heroes. Yeah. So naturally, it makes perfect sense that I'm watching Heroes Reborn. But of course, so many characters. Well, as far as I know, they brought back a lot of them, and then they introduced new ones as yeah, well. And they've killed off. They brought some back some of the old ones, but killed them off, so as you do. Because uh, usually you can get them in for an episode, so it's just like, ah, oh, we'll kill them off to establish stakes or whatever. Do you think this is going to be a one season thing to kind of have a, bring a closure because it ended on bad terms last time, or they're going to try to make it into a, new, a franchise again? Well, there it's it's it, it is a mini series as opposed to a series. Yeah. They, they call it an event mini series, which I think it will do it some favors as opposed to having to carry the weight of a whole season. So I think it'll have legs as kind of keep doing this for a few years. I don't know, twenty four didn't. Yeah, that was back for a season and it hasn't been seen since. There are talks of a movie, I think. Yeah, people oh, no. just keeping keeper in a job. I I hate twenty four. <laughs> Why? It's so boring. You know, like their big action kind of. It's an action show on TV. That's kind of how it's pitched. I don't like Kiefer Sutherland either. Probably that's why. You'd be uh, along with a bunch of Metal Gear fans. Yes. Okay, Gar. Uh, one of the shows that's on all the time, but it has had a season debut. They like to call it WWE Raw. Every week of the year. Yeah. But they kind of they they tend to kind of pretend that they launch a new season. I don't know because the show started in December '93. Yeah. So why is their season launched in September? Just because everyone else does it in September. That makes no sense. But uh, you can tell they're up against Monday Night Football because they're really not doing... They're not even trying. They're not even trying. And they're being murdered. They're yeah. being utterly killed. Do you think they know that and are just experimenting or throwing things against They're not them? even experimenting. They're just like, here is the probably most like blandly, inoffensively bland and boring TV show we can produce every week. Because we don't particularly care. We know no one's watching, even though three million people are watching. But they rush from storylines as well. Like they like apparently there, there's a long term plan to just kind of bring Lana and Rusev back together, and all of a sudden now they're back together. Well, part of that is punishing them for getting married in real life. So by by having Rusev lose and then blowing off the angle, yeah. as is typical of WWE, it's like they should have lived their life in secrecy, Ken, never announcing their marriage to the public, so the storyline could take precedence. Bury it. Yep. Like that's that's one of the one of the like frustrating things, but also the funny things about wrestling where they just completely out of nowhere drop something and then like pretend like it never happened. Yeah, Rusev got squashed by Ryback and uh, dumped by Lana on Raw. It's just like done, over, finished. Dumped by Lana? They got back together and Or dumped dumped by Summer Ray even, yeah. Alright, and then yeah. Yeah. So Ryback just beat him quick and Summer Ray's just like We're done. Yeah. And like why would you do that? Why would you? Why would, like? I mean, around WrestleMania time before John Cena beat him, he had so much momentum, and he could genuinely be a top star from it. And now and he's dying a death. Because they cut off their nose to spite their face. They always do that. They they don't push anybody. It's just, it's frustrating to watch people over and over again that they just don't push. And then they'll push him for a little while, and then they'll, and they'll give up like Kevin Owens, where they pushed him for a month, and then he lost the scene, and then he lost the scene again, and now he's running around with the mid card title that no one ever wants because it's it's essentially an anchor. Yeah, but like uh, the, the, uh, maybe they could stabilize it by keeping it on him for a while. Like the, well, the, their plan, their plan in April. When they put it on Daniel Bryan, was to have seen elevate the US title and Daniel Bryan elevate the Intercontinental title by having long reigns in the same. Yeah, they, which they could do with Owens if they wanted. Yeah, they probably won't. He probably be. He'll just lose and then lose and then lose and then he'll keep the title, but he'll have lost all the matches before he kept the title and no one will care. Yeah, and there's a chance before even as we speak, he could not be champion anymore. We just don't know with WWE these days because mm-hmm. they seem to kind of like they could just. Move it to Cena on Raw. Rapid, he could hold both belts. Rapidly go through the motions and he'll declare himself the, the new world champion by the fact that he has two mid-card titles. Smash them together. Makes a world well, title. He has the US title, so he's the champion of the United States. Yeah. And then he, he would have the Intercontinental title, which is the champion of continents. Yeah. Though intercont- Intercontinental would mean within one continent, doesn't it? I don't know. Intracontinental would be multiple continents. But it's John Cena, so... Yeah. But, uh, or is it the other way around? I always think 
I hate I hate being one of those fans, but like Raw is just not watch, worth watching. This I watch it. I watch it most weeks, give or take, every so often when I couldn't be arsed. Yeah. But it's it's just a show, and it's three hours long. Yeah, that's Which the main even, problem. Even good Raws at three hours are borderline insufferable. It's not going to happen, but I think it's the the one thing that could help if it went back to one hour. So two well, hours. one hour would never go back to one hour. Two but hours, yeah, sorry. Like, it like, should go back to two hours, but for commercial reasons, they get paid too much for it not to go back to two hours. Again, this is another uh, topic that could take over the whole podcast, so we, we'll move yeah, on. We could do a whole wrestling podcast. There's not too many returning shows. Uh, a lot of things finished. Yeah, and like uh, things I have written down: Brooklyn Nine Nine, which, which is off to a very strong start. Yeah, I think I think it had its season two wasn't quite as good as its season one. Yeah, but its season three seems very solid so far. Yeah. Not that season two was bad; season two was still very good. Yeah, but its season one was brilliant. It was. Uh, I I just think that yeah they they've made changes, but not so many changes that you kind of don't like because. Because like, season two settled too much into a status quo. Yeah. With everyone just doing their thing and Jake chasing... Um, Amy Santiago. Amy Santiago, indeed. But now that Jake and Amy are together and Holt is outside of the department running the PR department. And so they it, shook things up a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a conflict, at least. Yeah. There's actual things going on rather than them kind of running on the spot. I think Modern Family is trundling along towards its inevitable demise. Yeah, I thought I I thought there were some some decent gags every now and again. Yeah, I got some laughs out of the last few episodes, but at the same time, its characters have run out of places to go. Yeah, one one of those, it's one of those shows I'll put on, but I might be doing other things while I'm watching. Yes, it. it's the same with the middle. The middle is just a show that's kind of running in place because it does relatively decent numbers. But these shows, they're they're meh. Sleepy Hollow's do it. I thought Sleepy Hollow was another show that had a brilliant first season and not a good second season. But their third season scenes, they seem to have come back with a degree of confidence. Again, because they've shaken things up a little. That's a show that I started watching and I can't believe it's on a third season because I could have sworn it was the longest second season. Yeah, and you stopped watching in the first season even though it was amazing. The middle of the first season. And like the cliffhanger at the end of the first season is just like, whoa! So I'll get back to it. It's on my list. You better get back to it. Okay, yeah. Which, that, that's sure. like, sorry, I was going to mock you for never getting back to things until like 2022. Probably until I retire. Yeah. But Gar, I was trying to do a link when you so when you rudely disturbed me. When you retire, you'll just have a giant bundle of things to watch. Exactly, and I'll be like, on my deathbed, like, watch the last one and like, beep. Because <laughs> I, I, my, I, my unfinished business is finished. It's finished. You can leave the world in happiness now that you've watched every episode of Gravity Falls and Sleepy Hollow. Okay, Gar. No, I got Gravity Falls in there too. Yes, I did. I, I did. Can we, can we, can we, can we can move, move on? on? Okay. Now that we're all caught up on this year's TV so far, we'll be right back after a quick break with our weekly Netflix. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at soundcloud.com slash the weekend show. Welcome back to the Weekend Show. You're listening with me, uh, Ken Kidney, and my co-host Garrett. Notice you're good for your first as usual. Okay, you're listening with with Garrett Kidney and myself, Ken Kidney. Are you yeah, happy now? I am happy. Every week, myself and Garrett painstakingly hunt down the best of the best on the internet and bring you it in a little segment we like to call Netflix. We're still proud of the wordplay. We are still proud of the wordplay. <laughs> so we're going to mention that every week now. <laughs> Basically, we just took uh, FL out of Netflix and put P there. We're geniuses. It's because people think it sounds like a thing that they know, so they listen to it. Anyway, we're, forget that. We weren't supposed to say that. Explaining our wordplay. <laughs> Each week we choose two things available on the internet and bring them to your attention. What do you have first, Gar? The internet is, is good for certain things, Ken. Like, uh, no one needs long-form discussion or anything, like, of substance on the internet. That's not what the internet's for. The internet is for things like cat videos, memes, gifs, and samurais cutting baseball, uh, baseballs in two. Whoa. Yeah. This is a YouTube video, which it's, the, the title is in Japanese. Just Google samurai and baseball and you'll find it. But it's a video of a baseball being flung at a samurai at uh, 160 kilometers per hour. 160 kilometers per hour, Ken. That's very fast. And the samurai cuts it in two. What does it look like on the inside? It's kind of hollow. It's weird. Oh. Yeah. 
That was up to our heart because I got hit in the head by one before and it hurt. <laughs> when did you get hit in the head with a baseball? I was kind of throwing it up and catching it and then I forgot to catch it. It's just like. <laughs> you just like, oh, you just threw it up. It's like, boom. Yeah. Right in the head. Yeah, hit me right in the eye. We played baseball in Japan once. You did? Yeah, you were quite good at it. I, I hit remember. every ball. In the batting cages, yeah. Yeah. I was second uh, and Ed, Ed was Ed, Ed missed everything. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Ed. too bad. But uh, then we got kicked out because the Japanese kids told on us. Yeah, for being there too long. We only had two goals, I think. Yeah, we paid good money for that and we were playing on the slowest speed. <laughs> there was like small children kicking us out that were hitting the ball faster than us. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, well, you know, the Asians are good at everything. They're they? very dexterous. Dexterous and dedicated. Yeah. But yeah, it's a samurai cutting a baseball in two. How long is it? It's like... It's, it's a two-minute video, but you only have to watch like the first 40 seconds. So let's see. Do you hear that? It's it's a very slow time. Slow? Slow. Low. Low. Low, yes. They're similar words. Yeah, more or less. It's a very low time investment, so why not? Yeah. Check it out. Baseball's in front of two. Uh, my first pick this week is a, is Sporko. I've wasted hours on Sporko. Hours is probably an understatement. This is my pick. Sorry. You may speak after I have <laughs> described it. Speak after I have spoken. <laughs> Sporko. Basically, it's a, a quiz. It's kind of like a quiz website. It's like little quizzes. People kind of design like you know they'll have a map of the united states and you have to fill in all the 50 states or can you name every 50 state uh i i've done it sometimes but every time i do it it's different you'll just forget new hampshire or something won't you yeah um like every person to win best actor oscar i do terribly for example like or like name the film on a on a frame or or name the theme song based on a clip yeah so it's like and they're, they're kind of multimedia as well yeah so they're designed by the community and um, uh, I will warn you that if you go on this website, many, many hours and days of your life will yeah. be wasted. Like we were talking about wrestling. It's like name every intercontinental champion. Yeah. And it's like, damn it, D'Lo Brown. <laughs> a lot of them are on a time constraint as well. Yeah. So, um, it, it is one of those things that like, especially like I, I found it basically because I was supposed to be studying and, uh, I decided I wanted to sparkle instead. If you have things to do and want to waste your time instead. Sporkle is perfect. Exactly. You're just like, I have stuff to do, but, you know, right after I name every Intercontinental Champion, or right after I name every person to to sing the National Anthem at WrestleMania. Or every Super Bowl halftime match, or every Super Bowl winner, or um, every county in Ireland. Yeah. You know, just because... The things you do. Because personal pride is more important than grades. Yeah. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Don't do what we did. Yeah. Get communications degrees. Hey, I have a master's degree in economics. Well, I'm doing business as a master of economics. Did you get a result yet? I think it's next month sometime. Yeah, so you don't have it yet, Gareth. That's the reason. It's doing business as until I get a final result. Duh. Okay, Gareth, tell us your second Netflix before. <laughs> it's just as substantial as my first Netflix. Everyone loves the cult uh, Disney film, Ken. Hocus Pocus. I don't like the start of it. Yes. I'm pretty much bringing this up just to mention the fact that you hate when Zachary Binks is turned into a cat. Scares the shit out of me, even now. Yeah. When, Sorry, language. We used, to, we used to watch this as a kid, and Ken used to leave the room during that. So we used to pin him to the chair, like reasonable people, and force him to watch it. I just close my eyes. I don't, it's just the way his bones are crunching. and You, still, you still have to hear the bones crunching, Ken, yeah. while you were pinned to the chair watching Hocus Pocus, a children's like horror film. Didn't like it at all. Carry on. It's a classic that they should remake, by the way. Get on that, Disney. Beth Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and whoever the third one was, they're all up for it. Something, Kathy Nijimi. Yeah, I have it written down, but I was just like, ah, no one knows who she is. I never, like, that, that, speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, in, I only found that out years later. That, like, it, that oh, it was her? Yeah. yeah, she doesn't look much Sarah Jessica Parker either, does she? No, not, not at all. But so, uh, uh, Todrick Hall, who has an MTV show and is a YouTube star. He was on Catfish last season. Yeah. He he, he made a parody video called Hocus Brocus, which is a, a, how do I put this without sounding racist, a ghettoized version of Hocus Pocus. Basically, all three witches are black. Okay. And they go all in on the idea that they're black. The highlight is, is just them doing the mannerisms of the three witches. Because when you watch it, you'll see, yep, that's exactly how they, they kind of moved their face. <laughs> I want a Hocus Pocus remake, Ken. A spoof trailer isn't enough for me. You want you want a you want a black remake? I'll take any remake. 
Hocus Pocus is a great film. There was there was talks of it though, wasn't there? There's some rumblings that they're going to well, do. Well, Disney it. are apparently making a film based on witches that has nothing to do with them, and people are like, Disney, what are you doing? Make Hocus Pocus two, or a prequel, or a remake, or, or... A spin-off, or just make Hocus Pocus again, Disney. People didn't like Hocus Pocus at the time. Yeah. Those people are stupid. It was a box office bomb, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it made they made it for thirty five, and I think it made like thirty nine. But like, am I right in saying they didn't release it on Halloween? I don't know. That would be stupid. I think they didn't. They released it in a really weird time of year. It was stupid of them. It's a great film. It is a great film. Um, and it scared me. So it yeah. did the right. Did right. It got the results. You don't like being paid paying to be scared. Yeah. As a general, that's one of my Kenisms. Yeah. Every uh, time I like, Ken, you want to go see this horror film? You'll be like, no. Why would I pay to be scared? Precisely. My final one, Gar, is uh, a blog because I've never actually done a blog before on Netflix. It's called Big Eat Repeat uh, by a girl named Stacy. I'm too lazy to look up her surname. <laughs> hey, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. Here's we're, a plug for you. We're plugging your blog. Uh, basically, it's healthy snacks and treats that taste good. Uh, it's at eat, uh, Big Eat Repeat. That CA. So I think it's, she's Canadian. Yeah, obviously. That that means that they're superior. That Tim Hortons make things, don't they? Yeah, Tim Hortons. So if they're Canadian and she's Canadian, put two and two together, people. Exactly. They make maple syrup, which I also enjoy. Uh, basically, one of the ingredients which I I recommend you look up is uh coconut cashews. Basically, it's uh cashews, sugar, and coconut mixed together, and it's super tasty. Did you make this? You bake it. I'm going to make it. I've, I've had coconut cashews before, but this is homemade ones. It's just like how to make your own granola bars. How to, like basically stuff that, uh, let's face it, it's not actually 100% good for you, but it's an alternative to Things that are good for you are, are terrible. Exactly. So, it's one of the rules of life. So it's, it's, so it's more healthy uh, snack, op- snacking options, but I wouldn't uh, do, do what every person does and kind of say, I can have loads of it because it's healthy. Yeah. No. Anybody that states they enjoy salad is lying to themselves. Yeah, salad makes me sad. Yeah, you don't want friends with salad, Ken. It's the food your food eats. Okay, you want to take it home, Gar? Well, that's it for our Netflix this week. This week we'll have more for you next week. Uh, we'll be right back to delve into the the world of pop culture subcultures. See, Ken, it sounds fine. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Fandom of a particular piece of media is not all that rare these days, Ken. But some people take that fandom just just a tad step further and delve headfirst into all-consuming fandom, creating a whole culture around them. And thus, a whole subculture is created. Pop culture subculture. Pop culture subculture. (laughs) It sounds fine. It It sounds fine. Often admirably earnest ambassadors of devotion, occasionally scarily obsessive. Uh, Nonetheless, these are some of the most passionate people around, and we'd figure we'd talk about them. What do these subcultures come from, or where do they come from? What ones are we part of, and which do we find most interesting? Yeah. So, I think all all this comes from Trekkies. Yeah. Trekkies were the start. Like the first one where people went. I want this to be my life. Yeah, this is my life now. Yeah. This is what I do. You know, learning Klingon, having... Inventing things. all of Klingon in the first place. Yeah, having a Klingon marriage. At one point uh, in the show, in one of our early shows, I can't remember which episode, we had the entire Lord's pl- Prayer in Klingon. Oh, we did. I yeah. remember, because I remember we talked, because Ken edited it afterwards, and, you know, we just talked about the guy who sent the response in the, the, the English counsellor, or Welsh counsellor, Welsh? Welsh, yeah. Welsh counsellor who sent a response in Klingon. So Ken played the entire uh, entirety of Our Father in Klingon. Yeah. I was like, that sounds weirdly familiar. And I was like, Ken, what was that? It's like, oh, it's Our Father in Klingon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you do. But, uh, yeah, so there's people who get married in Klingon weddings. Yeah, there are people who study it in college. And just like, yeah, and they've... they've they go been... all in on this. I've never, I've never embraced Star Trek. No, I enjoy the f- the the reboot films, which, yeah, which the nerds probably don't. <laughs> which has a ton of hate on Facebook and Twitter. Particularly the first one. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, but if you'd like to throw some abject hate at us for undervaluing Star Trek, you can do it on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash twskk and on Twitter at twskk. 
if I were to start watching Star Trek, I'd probably start with the next generation. Yeah. Mostly because I like Patrick Stewart. I know. I kind of like hokey things. Hokey. Hokey nonsense. Things. So, That's what Doctor Who is. So I'd probably watch the older series just because it's naff. Yeah. Speaking of Doctor Who, that has this whole subculture of Whovians around it. Yeah. Uh, you've got your kind of... It's kind of interesting. You've got your old school Whovians who are kind of into the classic series quite of an advanced age, perhaps. And you get your younger Whovians that got into the rebooted series, but then kind of get into the older series because they're obsessed with the, the, the universe. Um, but they, you don't see people having Time Lord weddings or anything like that. Don't you? Pro- I, I don't guarantee know. if you look this up, people have had Time Lord weddings where they, they get married, they pretend they have two hearts, and they mm. go off into a small box that they pretend they go around in the universe <laughs> in. Yeah. It's so, bigger on the inside, we swear. Do you know, like, like but they're, they're everywhere, like, I mean... I, I can't go anywhere without seeing some some Whovian, yeah. a Doctor Who nerd. It's it's interesting because we talk about subcultures as if they're they're kind of a united front. Yeah. Whereas the, even if you think about Doctor Who, there are going to be like uh, new Who, yeah, new Who Whovians, and there are going to be old Who Whovians, and there are going to be some that are are devoutly devoted to the the old ones. It's like no, the new ones are terrible, and then there's going to be some people that oh, you're just clinging on to the terrible past. And then there's the ones who are devoted to Christopher Eccleston for some reason. Yeah, he had a season and he was fine. And I don't understand how he could be devoted to Christopher Eccleston. He's like, okay, he wasn't bad. He was there for a year. And he was like, okay. And there's the people who openly protested against Matt Smith becoming the Doctor because they're like, no, I want David Tennant to stay and not have a life ever. Yeah, change is worse. And there's the people who hate Stephen Moffat. Yeah. The Moffat haters. You see, then this is, this is what comes from subcultures though, isn't it? warring factions yeah, there's just there's just these sides that bitterly entrench themselves on a certain topic whereas for most of these things i'm like hey don't mind any of it yeah keep it going whatever you want to do yeah uh because and you get people who are kind of like a specific genre like wrestling or anime and yeah. I, I think anime is people who don't want to admit they watch cartoons yeah and that's coming from someone who watches a lot of cartoons i spent a lot of my holiday in san fran in the morning when before we went off on our adventures watching cartoons as you do because i don't get to do it when i'm working so it's just like it just kind of makes me kind of remember when i was young and i don't pretend there's something else i have a beef with that that and graphic novels yeah cartoons and comics get over yourselves yeah exactly it's just like but People collect comic books with a kind of a abandoned. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I th- I think comics would be an interesting one now because generally I don't think the the boom of superhero films has led to a boom in comics. No, they still remain relatively separate. So you get these people who would be huge fans of the character from the other mediums, but then you still get the comic book nerds who are just like, no. Yeah, they'll spend money on those comic books and every other piece of memorabilia. That's one of the things about subcultures. They'll spend any amount of money. Because like, we're wrestling fans. To get their we, we went to WrestleMania. Well, you went like five, six times. Five times. Five times. We went to Japan to go see Wrestle Kingdom. Because uh, if, we, if we were to designate ourselves in a subculture, yeah, it would be wrestling. Wrestling or Doctor Who for Doctor me. Doctor Who yeah. for you. And I'd, I'd go relatively deep into video games. But you'd say, well, video games, again, is, isn't really an all-encompassing subculture. Yeah. There are subcultures within the subcultures. Because you get the people, if you look at an IGN video section and look at the comments, no matter what, you'll always have people like, oh, Xbox Master Race, uh, Nintendo lame. <laughs> it's just like, what's wrong with you? You just get it. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand, like, mindless devotion to something. It's just, enjoy your Xbox stuff. That doesn't mean PlayStation or Nintendo don't make good things too. Uh, bronies. Are you a brony, Ken? Uh, no. I don't understand bronies. Basically, I have a friend that's... Is it ironic? So, sort of a brony? No. That's the scary thing. Yeah. They write fan fiction. They dress up as, as My Little Ponies. They, they do all sorts. Yeah. They collect the toys. Why? Recently, there is kind of a reboot of the cartoon series, which was kind of... I think it's Cartoon Network do it. I think so. And people maintain that, like, like it's not just for girls, like... But, like, when we were growing up, My Little Pony was for girls. Yeah. But, like, they think it's, like, the way it's written is really intelligent. It's actually funny and it's actually... I've never watched it. I've never I, watched I, it. I, don't, I, can't, I can't actually tell. Like, so I've seen bits and pieces and it is kind of... It's kind of, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek and all that. The, the modern cartoon, basically. Yeah. So people... It kind of attracted a horde of male um, 
fans who have devoted their lives to it. Yeah, bronies. And there's even a Netflix documentary called Bronies. Uh, if you want to literally be scared out of your mind, don't watch this. this. Don't watch. Don't watch the four people because I I admire devotion. Like people look down on that kind of stuff, and it annoys me. But I I don't know. Bronies is one I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's one. It's a tough one. Yeah, but. Uh, but what you get like uh, speaking of video game, uh, cultures, you know, you said you know that's like one or the other, not really. But there are kind of subcultures now where like there's professional gamers. Yeah. Where like there's actually gaming leagues and people, especially in South Korea, it's massive over there. Yeah. People become famous for being good at games. I can't get my head around that. That's that's a game is a game. Yeah. For the reason that it's not a serious endeavor. It's a side distraction. It's a, it's a pastime. Where like I I don't understand how you can become, uh, uh, gain notoriety or be seen as like a really good person because you're very good at playing Dota, like if or World of Warcraft. If you're like, if you're like fourteen and win an Olympic gold medal in gym gymnastics, it's like yeah, you've achieved something. <laughs> but if you're fifteen and you earned a hundred grand for winning a Smite tournament, you're like no, that's not what life is supposed to be. There is a CD underbelly as well because. Um, especially in Asia, but they have these like uh, there's a cyber bullying police because these games result in people bullying people. That, that's what happens with these communities. They have they become a little insular at times. They have rehabs as well over in South Korea for people who are literally addicted to games. They have to kind of like literally put them in quar not quarantine, but they have to kind of cold turkey it. Cold turkey it, and because they're they're sick people, they just won't leave their house. They won't do anything. They're they're actually just. They were immersed in the world of the games, especially MMOs like Warcraft, uh, Warcraft and such. Uh, they just they prefer to live in that world. They don't, like I've got nothing going for me in the real world. My character is my life. Mm. Uh, and I saw one case where uh, this guy took this really valuable and rare sword from a guy in the game. He stole it from him basically. Uh, I think he hacked him or something like that. It was worth like a shitload of money. Like, sorry, no, sorry. These things are worth real money. Like yeah. a hundred grand or something. People will sell these things. Like, I don't know if it's a hundred grand. That maybe sounds a bit much. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like, I could believe it, to be honest. Because some of these games would have extremely rare drops. Yeah. Getting back to the story. The guy came, went over and killed him. Because he took his uh, digital sword. Did he make a replica of the sword and then kill him with the sword? I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Uh, but it apparently it had quite a large monetary value amongst this community. Um, but I just don't understand how people... Uh, people enjoy their games that's fine and they're really into it but when they prefer to be in the game than real life that's scary you saw like you saw that with avatar as well there, there was no. suicides because of avatar because they, suicide, they yeah. couldn't live in the world of whatever the avatar blue people world was called uh i can't remember and that i didn't like avatar. Panther, Something uh, like. Uh, yeah anyway but like yeah that, that's exactly it but like i i always say that he hasn't had the most two most successful films of all time because everyone went to see it. It's because a certain group of people went to see it dozens of times. Yeah. And Titanic has been re-released like four times. I figured we'd play a game, Ken. Ooh. These 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 subcultures are known by fun names. Ooh. For example, we were talking about bronies, which is a mixture of bro and pony. Yeah. Uh, for fandom of My Little Ponies, I have a bunch of them. I have about twenty. Some are easier than others. They're like actors, singers. Um, TV shows and stuff, and they, they are the names of these people's uh, fandom. Ooh. So we'll start with one of my personal favorites, Cumberbitches. <laughs> I know this one. Yeah, that's a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. I love that Cumberbitches. A, a female fan, I should say. Yeah, well done, Cumberbitches, for coming up with that name. It's, uh, it's slightly unsettling. It is, but kind of, but it's kind of funny hil hilariously self-deprecating. Yeah. Uh, next one, easy believers. Uh, Justin Bieber fans. Are you a believer? Uh, I'm a believer. I, I am too. I don't. I don't hate him as like I, I remember I mentioned last week on my Netflix the the carpool karaoke with James Gordon and he did one and like he's like he and one thing I appreciate about him about him is that he knows that he's been a dick yeah. in the last you know couple he's of years trying to do some image repair is he? He's just a young person. No, but he's just a young person. He knew he was yeah. being a dick, but like, he's not afraid to t take the piss out of himself and uh, be a bit kind of tongue-in-cheek about it and he kind of participated in a bit of a piss day i like that you know that someone that doesn't take himself too seriously or like you know people when they've had troubles refuse to talk about them and all that stuff he's just like yeah i was, I was a dick and yeah i did bad things uh go ahead directioners 
One Direction fan. Yes. Are you a Directioner? Yes. Ooh, not no hesitation there. I can't, I can't, can't lie. They're, they've got some catchy tunes. Are you going to cry when they break up? Don't talk about it. Uh, Swifties. Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swiftie. No, no like it's her, just yeah. like, stop making the same song. I like some of her music. In fairness. Rushers. Um, Boy band. Oh, uh, Big Time Rush. Big fan? Time Rush. Are they still around? They have a TV show. They had a TV show. Yeah. On Nickelodeon, just like the Joe Bros. They kind of did that thing where they used it to launch an actual band. Yeah. But I don't think they're, to get to her, they're together anymore. One of them is on Dancing at the Stars. So Michael Pena or whatever. You, isn't Michael Pena the guy that was in Ant-Man? So they're all the same to me. And the Martian. <laughs> you ra- that's Ken's weekly dose of racism. <laughs> uh, Lovatics. Uh, Demi Lovato fans. Yeah, I, I thought that was clever-ish. But yeah. nah, it's just like throwing ticks on the, the, the end of Lovato. Yeah. It's like, eh. this, this is a personal favourite. Cheerios. 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 Yeah. I thought you said Cheerios. Name, said... name four of these cereal Cheerios. Uh, Cheerios. It's a really good one. That's the first one I don't actually know. The rest of the menu. It's Ed Sheeran. Ah. Cheerios is very good. I should have known that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's really funny. That's top quality. That is that's top quality wordplay. Yeah, this is another very good one. Beehive. Beehive. As they play on Beehive. Uh, Beyonce fans? Beyonce fans. They're the Beehive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These, these are very good. You yeah. see, some of the, some of the like, like Believers is, mm, Directioners is very dull. It's just like, come on guys, think harder about it. But yeah, Beehive and Cheerios are in a top drawer. Uh, Smilers. No. Miley Cyrus. Because apparently Miley, Miley Cyrus's name isn't Miley. No, it's not. It's, like... it's Hope Desire or something, isn't it? Yeah. And she was named Miley because of how much she smiled, which was smiley, which was then shortened to Miley. That seems a very long way to get to Miley Cyrus, by the way. So their fans have named themselves Smilers. That's nice. It is. That's cute. I didn't, I've never actually heard that before. Yeah. Uh, Claymates. Claymates. Yeah. The clay is the key bit rather than the mates. It's not Clay Aiken, it's is it? Clay Aiken. His God, that's hum- a blast from the past. His humongous fan base. People liked him. He ran for office, didn't he? He lost. Yeah. But he ran for office. Probably because he's gay. Well <laughs> Ken starts with a bit of bigotry throw or a bit, a bit of racism, throws out a bit of bigotry. It's true though. He like he's from the South. He's from the, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, he ran he ran in the South as an openly gay man. It's not yeah. gonna happen like well, Ken, way, way to judge people's values. Maybe maybe they'll elect him. They didn't even have him win American Idol. He finished second. It's the Carolinas, Ken. Yeah. Who won that season for a bonus point, Ken? Kelly Clarkson? Oh, no. That was the first season. Damn. Ruben Stoddard. I don't know who that is. The big black fat guy. I still don't no. know who that is. <laughs> Does he still do things? No. He doesn't have the subculture of fans. He doesn't have it. Uh, he doesn't have rhubarbs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. Claymates is pretty good. Yeah, I like to play on Claymates. Uh, Katie Cats. Katie Perry fans. Yep. Which is pretty good. Because she her, her, she has said thing about cats, doesn't she? Does she? Yeah, like our, one of our perfumes has a cat-shaped bottle. So she's an obsession with cats. I have it. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> uh, brown Coats. Chris Brown fans? No, it's a TV show. Based on the elite character who wears brown coats. <laughs> And it's the name of the war resistance as well in it, I think. I watched it. I don't remember. Is it Firefly? Firefly! Okay. Yeah. Context clues. Let me get that one. Uh, Gleeks. Uh, Glee fans. I Oz. hate Glee. Oz. Yeah. I hate Glee. I hate it. I watched every episode. That's I a hate subculture Glee. as well. People, it is. Everyone's special now, apparently. Yeah. It's And you have to be a horrible person and then redeem yourself in the end. That doesn't make you less of a horrible person. Because then you'll do, and then they do it again in the next episode. Uh, Hoobians. Doctor Who fans. Mouseketeers. Uh, Mickey Mouse fans. I like Mouseketeers as well. Yeah. It's more Disney fans. Disney fans, yeah. Yeah. Young Disney fans, yeah. Are you a Mouseketeer, Ken? You'll be a Mouseketeer till you die, won't you? Yeah. I bleed Mouseketeer. Uh, Juggalos. Uh, Insane Clown Posse I don't know why they still exist. That's the most baffling subculture of all. Yeah, it's a strange one. It's people who like to... 
I don't even know what they do. They just like to dress up like the insane kind of posse and go to their concerts. They're terrible concerts. And act like dickheads. Yeah. They're terrible. That's basically it. It's just like show up dressed like a clown, acting like an arsehole. Because like most of these other things, you're like, yeah, One Direction, you can understand why people like them. I don't understand why people cling to some of these things, though. Yeah. Because if you look at the Twitter mentions of pretty much any celebrity, they will have the people who are like, oh, my God, my life depends on you. Yeah. Pretty much anybody who has some amount of like public notoriety. It's just, just like... That's a lot of pressure. It is. Do you remember that kind of... I don't know if it's true or not, because it came, on Twitter, like... People, when Zayn left One Direction, they started cutting themselves. Yeah, it's, just, it's like, he's not dead or anything, guys. Yeah. One Direction still exists like for bleed, now. Bleed for Zayn or something like that, I think it That's was. just... Or, no. no, it was for, for Justin Bieber, actually, sorry. But it probably happened for him as well. It might have, yeah. I mean, go, like it's not a new thing. I mean, going all the way back to 1996, when Take That first split up, they had a hotline for teens who were traumatized by the split up, like, who were suicidal. Like. I wonder if Take That have a name. Take that, fans. Takers? Uh, takers. I don't know. TTs? Bruce Tramp's skin. What? Bruce Tramp's. Are we not finished? We're not finished. We still have another four. Bruce Jenner's one? No. Though that makes a certain degree of sense. Wait, that's really offensive. Yeah, just a little. I'm sorry. Ken, Ken has been intolerant, bigotous, and racist on this podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll have loads of more new listeners from South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, tramps like us, Ken? That's your clue for Bruce Tramps. No. Bruce Springsteen. Uh... Tramps like us, baby, we're born to run. So they this call sounds themselves... worse than it is. Yeah, it's just like we're Bruce Tramps. Yeah. Human beings for a television show. That you have watched every episode of. Uh, I actually know this. It's like in the back of my head. It's going to annoy you when I say it. Oh, it's community. It's community. Yeah. Tributes. Uh, I don't know why it's not coming out of my brain because I know it's like right I there. I volunteer. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. And Twihards. Uh, Twilight. Twihards is pretty good. Yeah. Which of those is your favorite? Um... I have to go with Cheerios. Cheerios. Is that is brilliant. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me chuckle so much. But Cumberbitch's game makes me laugh. Cumberbitch's well. is up there as well. I want to make a point about spur sports against um, kind of pop culture subcultures. Because, uh, you know, sports bros would generally look down on most nerdy things. Yeah. You know? And yet these are the same people who obsess over their team... They obsess over stats. They buy the shirt every year. They go to the games. They have a name on the back of the shirt. They have a name on the back. And they they probably have the name. The fans are generally named after the the kind of nickname of the team. The fantasy team. They're the first to throw up the manager's name here. Out. Hashtag on Twitter. They're the people who pay for a skywriter to fly over the stadium. And these would be the first people to go, Trekkies. (laughs) And you're like... Look at what you do. It's the same thing. Exactly. Getting that off my chest. Got anything else to get off your chest here? Not really. So, um, I think there's nothing wrong with being a big fan. As I said earlier, there is times when it goes too far because no one should lose their life over something like that. Like, like, Like something and even obsessively like something, but don't hurt or disturb anyone in the process so. yeah and try to be inclusive yeah the, these subcultures can can kind of become a little insular yeah but they're like uh, they don't like outsiders they're yeah. like whereas if, I, I think if you're that kind of a group and you don't encourage outsiders what's the point how do people come to like it yeah you're just like, like oh I was here long before you were you noob you're not one of us yeah the noob idea uh, you get that all the time in games it's, it's just like skin crawl. oh I'm sorry for not being brilliant at this game the first time I turned it on yeah. so sorry guys be inclusive and be nice to people. That's the message of our podcast. Yeah. The, like, the exact opposite of everything I said yeah. in this segment. Except Ken with his bigotry racism. Be nice to people. Do you consider yourself a member of a subculture? Or did we miss a big subculture? We probably did. And you probably hit us up on... We, but like, this is probably the one week that we just get like a shed load of... Oh. Yeah, directioners and believers and tributes and twihards going, Why didn't you talk more about Twilight? 
Justin is my life. Cut for Justin. Also, if you know of a subculture that has a really good name, we yeah. would like to hear it. Tweet us at TWSKK and hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com uh, forward slash TWSKK. We'll be right back to say goodbye. And be the same. Au revoir. Slán. Slán. What's Spanish? Uh, hasta mañana. Hasta la vista, baby. No. That's Arnie says it. It has to be right. That's Austrian. <laughs> Point is, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at soundcloud.com slash the weekend show. Okay, weekenders. That's the name for our... Uh, subculture of fans I gave out about directioners coming up with that, that, that and I'm just like we'll just take the word and stick errs on the end of it that'll work it's the easiest way thank you for taking the time to click play and download on the podcast also th- thank you for taking the time to harass people on social media who don't like us that's because that's what obsessive fans do yeah uh, you can download a, a new episode every Sunday on SoundCloud as it happens at soundcloud.com forward slash the weekend show and we are also available on the itunes speaking of, of which why not write us a review it really helps it'll make your life better you could even win a date with the new steve jobs michael fassbender he's the best steve jobs since steve jobs you can reach out to us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash www <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a real facebook yeah that i, I uh, it's been a long day Facebook.com forward slash TWSKK and on Twitter at TWSKK. That's what I said. Yep. Our theme music is by Mr. Drawn. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>